Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Time to catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. Always want to remind you, if you ever want to engage with Compure Financial, maybe you're trying to look for someone to prepare your taxes. Maybe you are shopping around for that operating loan. Maybe it's just guidance on how you're going to manage through some of the risk in the growing season of 2022. You know your local Compure Financial office is ready to help you. Find it online, Compure. I'm happy to be joined today by Perry Osnes. He's the Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Compere. And I'll be honest with you, Perry, I'm not sure that a lot of people that work with Compere realize they've got a Legislative Affairs Coordinator. Tell me a little bit about what you do and what you monitor. Sure. Well, you know, just to start off with what we do, uh, what I do is, you know, we have uh, a, a real uh, need or obligation, I guess, on behalf of our clients to work with elected officials and staff within Compeer's territory. Now, my goal and Compeer's goal is to be a resource to members of Congress and their staff on issues important. Uh, as a member-owned cooperative, uh, you know, we, we take pride in uh, supporting uh, agriculture and rural communities, and we want to bring uh, those messages to Washington, D.C. So first and foremost, a resource to these elected officials and their staff. And secondly, you know, advocate, be an advocate, uh, particularly on some key issues that uh, affect our clients. You know, last year, for example, we did a lot of work along with the broader agriculture community just expressing concerns over some of the various tax provisions that were being considered, such as limiting stepped-up basis and estate tax. So, um, again, we take a lot of uh, pride in, in representing our clients, and so that's that's what we do. And uh we do it in various ways throughout the year. So what do you see now that we're into 2022, Perry? What's what's teed up for production agriculture? What things are you watching, both the Congress and the Senate? Yeah, so, you know, as, you, as we look at 2022 in Congress, obviously everything is couched and uh, impacted by the upcoming midterm November elections. We have a very divided Congress, uh, uh, very narrow majorities of Democrats in both the Senate and the House, and so... In terms of you know robust big agendas uh, being an election year, I think what they will uh, likely get done will be uh, pretty minimal. Right now, of course, they just need to get a, a fiscal 2022 federal budget passed. Uh, there's a continuing resolution they're operating under that ends February 18th. And then beyond that, you know, looking at uh, of course everyone's following uh, you know what happened with Build Back Better and the fact that it kind of crashed and burned late last year. Um, a lot of concerns in the Senate. Uh, and even within a couple of Democrat senators, Senator Joe Manchin in particular, concerned about the cost of that. But, you know, it's, it sounds like there may be attempts this year to try to pull various pieces of that, that bill and maybe try to revive it. And so from an agriculture standpoint, if there's any area we're watching in that, it's, uh, there's uh, about $29 billion that was in that package for agriculture, conservation, or climate-related provisions. And so um, whether that happens or not, way too early to tell. But uh, that's certainly a possibility. Beyond that, and kind of related, uh, the one piece of legislation that I do think has a pretty good chance of passing this year is something called the Growing Climate Solutions Act. Uh, this passed the Senate last year on a pretty strong uh, vote, I think like 92 votes, uh, very bipartisan basis. And basically what that legislation does is it establishes a role for USDA to help facilitate the participation of farmers interested in, in carbon markets. And so uh, that legislation has also been introduced in the House. There's been no 
markup hearings yet, but the chair of the House Agriculture Committee, David Scott, he's from Georgia, has indicated uh, they do want to um, bring that up this year, um, pass out of his committee, probably some changes. So that's probably the one piece of legislation as well. And then beyond that, you know, we are already thinking about the next farm bill. And uh, there'll be a lot of it in conversation over the next year, year and a half. Uh, hopefully there'll be some informational hearings in Congress uh, asking various ag stakeholders what's working, what's not, to kind of build then uh, a case for getting a new farm bill passed. That won't happen this year, again, with the uh, midterm elections uh, and the fact that the farm bill doesn't expire until September 30th of 2023. It'll be a while. But those conversations will begin, and we will certainly be engaged in that on behalf of Compere in the farm credit system. Yeah, let's just keep our fingers crossed we get it done by 2023. If you're just joining us in the conversation with me, Perry Osnes, he is the Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Compere, brought to you courtesy of Compere Financial. Let's talk a little bit more about some really pressing issues, Perry, that impact not, not just agriculture, but a lot of the U.S. economy. Trade Promotion Authority, that baby has become a critical component to any of the profitability that farmers are looking for. What's the status on that? Yeah, that's a that's a, a growing concern within agriculture is the fact that the Trade Promotion Authority expired uh, back last June, and uh, this is something that Congress has to reauthorize. It's been granted to presidents of both political parties for decades, and basically, uh, it gives presidents the ability to go negotiate bilateral or multilateral trade agreements, uh, and then bring them back to Congress for an up or down vote very important tool. And, you know, we can't lose sight of the fact, as you mentioned, more and more of our production in this country, and dairy is a great example, more and more going to export markets. And while, you know, countries like China have been taking a lot of that export demand, I I think it's in the interest of the U.S. and of U.S. agriculture to make sure that we're diversifying our export uh, opportunities, that we're staying, you know, competitive with our global competitors. And so, um, you know, it's been I would say maybe disappointing at this point that that uh, the, the Biden administration to this point hasn't appeared to made an effort or request to get that extended. I certainly hope they do. I know agriculture hopes they do and hopes that Congress would would take that up because we don't want to take for granted uh, that uh, you know our competitors aren't just waiting on the sidelines without us. They're moving ahead, and so we want to make sure that tool is in uh, our country's toolbox to continue. You know, Perry, you're talking with a lot of people, both on state levels and obviously on the federal scene. When you lay awake at night, what worries you about the conversations that could impact agriculture and maybe the lack of understanding, lack of representation in the Senate, in the House by agriculture? Yeah, you know, it's it, the particularly in the U.S. House, the composition of, of uh Membership there, I think long term is a concern. Uh, but, you know, I think most in agriculture also view that as an opportunity. Uh, if you think about the U.S. Senate, uh, all 50 states have some segment of agriculture. And so even as we think about getting another farm bill passed, uh, every senator is going to have some interest, uh, perhaps different priorities than others. And maybe it's more regional in nature, but you know, every state has agriculture. And so the Senate uh, typically will be one that will want to see a farm bill passed. You get over to the House side, um, you know, as we see changing demographics, as we see, you know, more growth in the urban areas and, you know, population declines in rural areas, that manifests itself in terms of redistricting and uh, fewer rural districts, larger rural districts, less members that are, are interested in farm policy. And so, 
Uh, if you even look at the composition of the uh, House Agriculture Committee, for example, you know, less and less of what we would consider farming background serving on that committee. So, you know, it's a it's a trend. It's it's probably going to continue. Um, we also need to keep in mind, though, that we have an important story to tell. We in agriculture, and this is certainly something that Compere carries when we meet with elected officials of both parties, whether they're urban or rural, is just remind them how important agriculture is, uh, the great job our, our farmers do, and that we want to make sure that policies put in place or considered are going to help farmers of all types and sizes, young and beginning and traditional uh, emerging markets, uh, that they're allowed to have the ability to own and operate their business and produce food for this country as well as the world. Right. Barry Osnes along with us today on our Compere Financial Update. He's the Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Compere Financial. Perry, I got to ask you, because obviously we could talk hours about all kinds of different policy developments. Do you regularly post updates at Compere.com? Are you active on their Facebook page? If people want to continue to get updates from you, how can they best do that? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're doing a lot with social media, so that might be a good, uh, you know, compere.com and try to get hooked in with our, our various social media content. Um, you know, we do a lot, uh, probably um, not all of our clients or those are aware of it, but again, as a member-owned cooperative, our, our board um, feels strongly about uh, that we need to have a, a, a voice in legislative affairs. You think back to it, you know, uh, the farm credit system as a whole was created by an act of Congress over 100 years ago, and the House and Senate Agriculture Committees have jurisdiction over um, the farm credit system. And so it's an important, uh, you know, role that we have, and it's something we want to continue to engage um, elected officials. And, you know, hopefully we're doing it, uh, mm-hmm. we feel like we're doing it on behalf of our, our clients as well, so that they feel like, you know, we're championing their voices to help support agriculture in Washington. Yeah, you're right. It is our responsibility to use that. Very good. Perry Osnes along with us, Vice President of Legislative Affairs, giving you some of the items that he's got his eye on right now, and obviously the long-term play, that 2023 Farm Bill just down the road. Find out more at compure.com or engage with the conversation at your local office. Your local lender is happy to talk about this and how it may impact your long-term plans on the farm. Compure.com. Perry Osnes along with us, and that's your Compure Financial Update. Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.